everybody, and welcome to a very special edition of Exile on Bad Street. I'm host Chris Zomner, and this is a little break in the wild side action. We've had a lot of wild side shows lately, but um, you know, normally I do cover to cover with Rob Naylor, my co-host, and we were brought the idea of a show by one of our listeners. Um, and escaping my mind who it was off the top of my head now. Um, he'll let us know once we uh, do this, but um, and I'll credit him after that. But um, he said, why don't you guys do a wrestler draft? You know, and I was like, okay. For, and then talking about 1986, you know, which was basically the year that we were really starting to get into wrestling the most. And uh, I thought, well, that's cool. So, and it was kind of based off the Supercards magazine where they had all the names in it, where it's like Supercards 86, like everybody who was anybody was on that show. So it's like, oh, that's a pretty good idea to kind of do like a, a draft show. Yeah, and in case uh, you didn't know who that was, that is Rob uh, Naylor joining me. Hey, host. hello. Uh, <laughs> so there you fresh go. Off my, fresh off the biggest upset win in the history of Five Star Match Game, I am here. And I am very excited. Hey, <laughs> yeah, you you earned that victory with Joe O'Day. I'll tell you that that is that is going Jeff to be, O'Day. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff O'Day. Excuse me, I'm talking about Joe Malinka. Jeff O'Day I, is going I to be. Had I not your... got that name right, that'd have been the game for me. I think if I would not have guessed Jeff O'Day, I just would have not recover from that. So <laughs> Jeff o, Jeff O'Day is is like your calling card now. So yeah, I told Good Helmet Will about it, and he was very impressed that I knew all <laughs> 32 human beings on a single show. I'm like, you don't know how much. I like the class of the champions 19. So I was very lucky who doesn't want to make sure that is, but anyway, so we're going to do this draft in the 1986 draft. And we, um, I did the research on all this and we're going to, st- we're going to base it around the end of July uh, into August, 1986, which, you know, we're doing this show at the beginning of August. And this is kind of like our birthday show because Rob and myself shared the same birthday. He's a year older than me. But, um, yeah, we're, so this is like our birthday special, so to speak. So, and, 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 you know, other people have done this type of stuff. I know uh, Voices, the Voices guys, and uh, Joe and Alan do their draft deal every year or so around Christmas time. So maybe we'll make this some type of tradition for us to do this maybe once a year, go back to a year in wrestling history and build a dream card. So, yeah, this is gonna be a cool concept. It's different for for us, and I think it's gonna be really fun because we're gonna pick the talent, and then we're gonna set, build a card, a mega card, super card, like uh, PWI, like Rob said back in the day, would do the super cards, where they have all the super cards in the uh, of the summer take place, and this is our summer spectacular. And we'll hey, you know, if Rob's up to it, you know, we'll even have put it in the venue. He can pick it which venue he wants to put it in, and I'll put it in mine. So. Yeah, this all be really fun. So anyway, we're going to base this around uh, the way, you know, you normally draft in fantasy sports where, you know, usually all the, you got a group of uh, guys, well, girls on in teams and you draft and then you do like a snake format. So we have like 11 sections and we'll go through each section and then we'll come back and pick again. So we'll pick one out of each section. Tag teams will pick two and then we'll come back and pick two and then go back with single so we'll build the 22 different pieces of talent tag teams count as one so all the tag teams that were usual tag teams at the time are all linked together in their own section so they won't be listed in the promotion 
And to start off, I will name everybody on the list of said group, so everybody will know who's in the pool that we have. So, yeah, that's going to be a, a hoot. And uh, I did, I decided not to include any of the Japanese home promotions. So, you know, then when, you know, there's some great talent there, but it's not like a lot of them were beating the doors down in 1986 <laughs> as draws, you know, or whatever. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. All right, so let's begin, shall we? World Wrestling Federation. Of course, they're uh, the leading force in sports entertainment in 1986, so to speak, business-wise. And uh, let's go down the list of talent. Now, the I took the top tens from the Pro Wrestling Illustrated that was covering this time period and then after the top tens, I built down through my list of wrestlers I had for names. So let's go there. All right, World Wrestling Federation, we got Hulk Hogan, of course, number one. Then Randy Savage, Ricky Steamboat, Magnificent Morocco, Jake St. Roberts, Adrian Adonis, Big John Studd, Tito Santana, Junkyard Dog, King Kong Bundy, Corporal Kirshner, Andre the Giant, Tony Atlas, Jimmy Jet Funk, Brickhouse Brown, Dino Bravo, Coco Beware, Dory Fult Jr., Steve Gatorwolf, Superstar Billy Graham, Billy Jack Haynes, Hercules Hernandez, The Iron Sheik, S.D. Jones, Tiger Chung Lee, Scott McGee, Cousin Luke, Pedro Morales, Hillbilly Jim, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff, Bob Orton Jr., Roddy Piper, Lanny Poffo, Harley Race, Mike Rotunda, David Sammartino, Iron Mike Sharp, Siva Afi, Dick Slater, Danny Spivey, George Steele. I got stuck on here again. Didn't mean to. Les Thornton, Nikolai Volkov, George Wells, Jim Powers, and Paul Roma. All right, Rob, you have the first pick. So who do you pick in the with the first pick of the 1986 draft? First of all, that list is the cream of the crap. One of the worst in-ring <laughs> lineups I think I've ever seen. And it didn't even dawn on me until I looked at that list. I was like, holy shit. Uh, I'm going for the work rate card, of course, over here. So what I'm going to choose is I'm going to pick Ricky the Steamboat Dragon as my number one selection from WWF. All right, yeah, can't can't go wrong with the Dragon. Absolutely, you know, at this time he's uh he's getting ready to really propel himself with the, the Macho feud that's coming up. He's feuding with Jake here a little bit and uh, coming off the Morocco feud, so. Yeah, the dragon is the man. Absolutely. Any other thoughts on dragon, real quick? Uh, He's ridiculously jacked, and I thought like in ring, eighty five, eighty six, Steamboat <coughs> might be my favorite era of Steamboat in his entire career. So he uh, he was an easy number one pick. <laughs> All right, awesome. Well, I will pick in my list the Macho Man Randy Savage. Fuck. I mean, good job. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So, but Macho on here, you know, to Intercontinental Champion really start to ascend. So, uh, yeah, he is my number one man from the World Wrestling Federation. So we'll come back to them in just a little bit. Now let's go to our favorite Jim Crocker Promotions. Ric Flair, number one. Magnum TA. Tully Blanchard. Dusty Rose, Nikita Koloff, Jimmy Garvin, Ronnie Garvin, Shaska Watley, Jimmy Valiant, Manny Fernandez, Downtown Denny Brown, Todd Champion, Crusher Khrushchev, Thunderfoot, Ed Guerrero, Sam Houston, The Italian Stallion, 
Don Carnodal, Ivan Koloff, Rocky King, Rocky Carnodal, Gene Legan, Wahume Daniel, The Barbarian, The Warlord, Baron Von Raschke, Mr. Electricity Steve Regal, Gary Royal, Nelson Royal, T. Joe Kahn, Big Bubba Rogers, and Tony Zane. All right. Rob, you go. I'm picking Barbarian just because I feel you might pick him. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to get him first. So you're picking the Barbarian? I'm picking Kong of the Barbarian out of that entire lineup, yes. All right. Hey, that's, that doesn't surprise me. I know you... Uh, that you love I have a barbarian. spot for Barb on my super card, and there's no one else that could fit that spot, so we're going with Barb. I gotta pick Flair. You gotta pick the nature boy. You know, he's he's a nature boy. You know, he's a man. And in 86, he is amazing. In 86. So, uh, gotta go with Nature. Absolutely. So, there we go. We'll come back to JCP in just a little bit. Alright, the American Wrestling Association is up next. Nick Botwinkle, number one. Sardis Slaughter, Larry Zabisco, Stan Hansen, Bruiser Brody, Scott Hall, Nord the Barbarian, Colonel De Beers, Superfly Jimmy Snuka, Boris Zukov, Leon White, Crusher Blackwell, Earthquake Ferris, Kurt Henning, Greg Gagne, Steve O, and Brad Rangins. All right, Naylor, what's up? What, what you got here? Six-year-old me would have definitely went with Earthquake Ferris. Uh, I am not going to do that. I am going to choose another portly superstar, Jerry Blackwell, the mountain from Stone Mountain. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I like that pick. pick. On the wane a little bit in 86, but I'm still going to pick him. Yeah, he's really fun, though, in 86, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Stan Laird Hanson here. That's going to be my guy. So we'll go with Stan Hansen there. So we'll come back to AWA in just a little bit. All right. Universal Wrestling Federation. Now, this is a promotion at the time that's really getting hot. And uh, they got quite a little roster here. We got Terry Bam Bam Gordy, number one. He's champion. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Terry Taylor. Michael P.S. Hayes. Ted Debussy. (laughs) <laughs> Dr. Death Steve Williams, The Missing Link, Rick Steiner, Kamala, The One Man Gang, Buddy Jack Roberts, Jeff Gaylord, Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert, Chavo Guerrero, The Libyan, Gustavo Mendoza, Sting, and Gary Young. All right, Rob, what you got? Who are you looking at here? I am going to choose Terry Bam Bam Gordy, which should be the surprise of no one. Yeah, the reason why I didn't put the Freebirds as a unit on here is because Gordy's the, a single <laughs> champ, champion here, and uh, all of them are there. They have their own little single stains going on. Yeah, they're teaming up, but they have their single stains going on this time. Buddy would be the TV champion. Michael's got whatever he's doing, so that's why they're not in the tag team section. The main reason. Gordy in '86 is my selection for the best wrestler in the entire world. So that is why I chose Terry Gordon. Oh, yeah, he's fantastic in 86. I did a, uh, this is a, uh, I did a 25-minute Terry Gordy UWF champion documentary 
that will never see the light of day probably because I never made my <laughs> Patreon, but I did it and it was really good. And I spliced in the video and his, his uh, 1986 from the title tournament where he won the belt to defending against Doc and DiBiase and Duggan and Terry Taylor and everybody else, big matches with the one man gang. He just had an awesome year. Just a, like a, uh, <clears throat> like a giant Ric Flair champion with a tougher edge. Just really cool. And see, you're just counting that. I mean, he, he, he had the first, you know, four months of that year in world class where he was having really great shit too. And of course his here and there with all Japan, when he went on tour over there, the match he had over there. So yeah, Gordian 86 is, you know, amazing, a hell of a performer. One of the best in the world. Absolutely. So great, great pick. He, I can bet who you're going to pick. I'm picking Ted DeBusey. Oh, I would have been wrong. Oh, man. Yeah. I had someone who's a little more hotter stuff, in my opinion. Wow. <laughs> well, we're, hey, we're always come back to this when we're coming back. Yes, yeah, so. I know. But with these number one draft picks, you kind of look at who picks what and what you would assume they would pick, and that's a funny one for me. because I, I always assume for you it's like Tommy Rich and Eddie Gilbert are going to be number one and number two with everything. <laughs> Well, I love both men, but yeah, I got yes. I, I I have a there's a method to the madness, so to speak. All right, me too. So, well, I'm the same boat. All right, so there's UWF. We'll get back to that in just a few minutes. Let's go to a promotion that's on the downward spiral, beginning not as bad yet, but coming. World class championship wrestling. Ravishing Rick Rude is number one. Brian Adias, Steve Simpson, Kevin Von Erich, Chris Adams. Lance Von Erich. I got Brody here. So I've already had him in AWA, so we'll take Brody off. Abdul the Butcher, Blackjack Mulligan, Killer Brooks, Matt Bourne, The Grappler, and Mad Dog Buzz Sawyer. All right, Rob, who is your pick? I'm going to shock the world right now. I'm going to concede my pick, and I'm not picking anyone. Oh, okay. Well, okay. In, in that, in that, since you're going to do that, Uh-oh. Um, well, what's the rule? See, if you're not going to pick somebody from a section, that means that you will have a wild card pick. Okay. That you will be able to make at okay. the at the end. Okay. Okay. So you'll have yeah, a pick. doesn't appeal. Like I liked World Class in '86. Buzz and Matt Borm are good, but like. For what I'm envisioning for Rob Naylor Championship Wrestling in 1986, I just don't have any of those people. No room on the lineup, guys. We got nothing for you. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. So uh, yeah, so you'll, you'll have a you have a wild card pick later. So at, the, right, end, cool. at the end of the, the the second round, you'll be able to pick somebody at, ran, at random who didn't get Great. picked to make your list. That's fine. Yeah. All right. Well, I will pick somebody from this section. And, um, hmm, I will pick Gentleman Chris Adams. That's my so, pick. Probably the one guy I would have gone with also. Yeah, so um, we'll go with Gentleman Chris Adams. All right, Championship Russell from Florida. Signal promotions in an interesting way here. Lex Luger, your number one. The White Ninja, Keiji Muto, number two. Barry Winham, Kendo Nagasaki. Ron Bass, Kendall Winham, Mr. <laughs> Kareem Muhammad, Ed the Ed the Bull Gantner, Tyree Pride, Cuban Assassin, Dave Sierra, Fidel Sierra, Mike Graham, The Mass Superstar, Chris Champion, Sean Royal, and Bob Roop. 
All right, Rob, who is your selection? Very vivid recollection of this era, and I don't even think I was seeing the TV from this. Uh, it's rare-ish. I remember following the magazines, Dewey Forte, you know. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he, he didn't debut at the On school. his way. Yeah, on his yeah. way. That's why you the, the whole gang that's on their way. I just remember all of this. Uh, got to go with Barry Windham. He's always got to be the number one draft pick, so I got to steal him before you take him. Yeah, because I would have took him. <laughs> yeah, but he's not, he's not going to wrestle Randy Savage on Rob Naylor Supercard 86 like I had hoped because you got Randy, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all right. Um, I'm going to pick Luger. I'm going with Lex. <laughs> all right. Yep, going to go with Lex and plug him in on my list. Because you go, Lex is so, you know, much in the magazines at this point in time. He's 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 like a national star already in a way. He's your ticket seller based on only having 10 matches. I mean, yeah, he's a guy who, the, the, that he could get that gravitas, you know, from the magazines that other people didn't. Even though, you know, a guy like Mudo who's still young and a hell of a talent, but Luger is a guy who's spotlighted everywhere. So, yeah, that's who I would go with. All right, now let's go to Jarrett Promotions, Memphis. Buddy Landell, number one. Bo, Bill Dundee. Jerry Lawler. Dutch Mantel. Joe LaDuke. Rip Rogers. Paul Diamond. Hillbilly Elmer. The Hunter. That's Dale Veazey. Danny Fargo, which is Dan Greer. Pat Tanaka, Tony Falk, Phil Hickerson, and Tracy Smothers. All right, Naylor, who is your selection? Well, I got to go with my main man, Patrick Tanaka, because I have an angle here. <laughs> so we're okay. going to go with him first. All right. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> this is Pat's first big you know, spotlight run here, too, in Memphis. He's uh, teaming with Jeff Jarrett a little bit. And I didn't have Jeff on the list. How did I miss Jeff? But Jeff is Jeff should be on the list, too. But uh, yeah, he's teamed with Jeff, and uh, and yeah, so uh, good pick, Pat Tanaka. All right, um, got to go Lawler. <laughs> I got to pick Lawler. I mean he he has he has an amazing nineteen eighty six, and uh, yeah, he's just somebody I think that uh, I definitely could could do something with. So, we'll so if we're keeping score, I have picked the Barbarian Conga over Dusty, and I've also picked. Patrick Tanaga over Jerry Lawler, just to set that record straight. This is a very Rob Naylor roster being built. We're going to see where we're going with this, so I promise it might be good. Yeah, absolutely. All right, now let's go to Continental Championship Wrestling. We have Wildcat Wendell Cooley in number one, Jerry Stubbs, Mr. Perfect Jerry Stubbs, Exotic Adrian Street, Brad Armstrong, I'm already preparing to have my heart broken, The Bullet, Tommy Rich, Dr. Tom Pritchard, Mr. Wrestling 2, Robert Fuller, Tim Horner, Dirty White Boy, Scott Armstrong, Frankie the Thumper Lancaster, Johnny Rich, Kevin Sullivan, Roy Lee Welch, and uh, Jimmy Goldish in this list, too. I don't know how I missed Jimmy Golden. So, there you go. Rob, who is your pick here in Continental? I'll go with the good doctor, Tom Pritchard. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Now, is he a heel yet? Yes, he's with the stud stable. Perfect. I have someone lined up for him to face on my show, so good. Oh. Good select. Okay. That that is my opener guy. He will be in the opening bout and give everyone something very exciting to pace the show with. And okay. uh Tom in eighty five for sure. This is right off the heels of him teaming with young Pat Rose. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good deal. Well, I will be taking Brad Armstrong. I mean, 
I thought I thought you had you were gonna take him. I'm shocked. I am shocked that he's not your pick. So <laughs> I'll just wait till my next WBF pick. You'll know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now we go to others. Now I, I didn't want to put Portland in a category by itself because Portland was shitty. So I included all the Portland guys in the others category, but Portland leads off. All right, so get ready, folks. This is quite the list. <laughs> yeah, we might be here till Tuesday. <laughs> all right, so we have Rip Oliver, the Crippler, Coco Samoa, Brady Boone, Mean Mike Miller, Abadubadabian, Abudadine. <laughs> yes. Scott Doring, Slick Nick Kaniski, Stony Burke, one of Dusty's creations. Chris Colt, Tarzan White, Lars Anderson, The Angel of Death, Ted Arcidi, The Assassin, Rest in Peace, Austin Idol, Universal Arthur, Hercules Ayala, Bad News Allen, Bruce Hart, Ox Baker, Salvatore Belomo, Chris Benoit, Big Bubba, Fred Ottman, Big Red, Iceman King Parsons, Bulldog Bob Brown, Carrie Brown, Leroy Brown, Leo Burke, Scott Casey, the British Steve Casey, Richard Chalon, Carlos Colon, the other Cuban assassin, Angel Azevedo, Terry Daniels, Steve DeSalvo, Chick Donovan, Scott Doring, even though I think I said his name already. Yes, so he's on here twice. It's, it's happened. Mr. Ebony, Tom Jones, Supermedico, Jose Estrada, Eric Embry, Ken Timms, Honky Tonk Wayne, Dirty Roads, Timothy Flowers, Terry Funk. Yeah, he's not in anymore. Hubert Gallant, Gamma Singh, Mike George, Ricky Gibson, Mike Golden, Luke Graham, Mondo Guerrero, Gypsy Joe, Thunderbolt Larry Hamilton, Owen Hart, Pat Rose, Hacksaw Higgins, Spike Huber, Wild Bill Irwin, Mike Jackson, Bobby Jaggers, Jason the Terrible, Tiger Conway Jr., Rocky Johnson, Rufus R. Freight Train Jones, Kevin Kelly, I got Kendo here, but he's already on the list, Nick, Nick, Nick is too, Korchikorchenko, Dan Crawford, which is Phil LaFon, Mark Lewin, Joe Lightfoot, Man Mountain Link, Tom Lentz, Al Madrill, Magnificent Zulu, Singh, Joe Malcolm, Johnny Mantell, Rip Martell, Rip McCord, Bozy McGraw, Mill Mascaras, Mongolian Stomper, Moondal Moretti, Jerry Morrow, Captain Redneck, Duke Murdoch, Duke Myers, Randy Rose, Barry Orton, Jerry Oski, Steve Pardee, DJ Peterson, Al Perez, Miguel Perez Jr., Stephen Pettipaw, Mr. Pogo, Ivan Putsky, Mark Reagan, Hacksaw Butchery, Ron Ritchie, Buck Robley, Goldie Rogers, Samula, Samu, Ricky Santana, Savannah Jack, Joe Savoldi, Brett Sawyer, Jonathan Boyd, Rip Morgan, Dr. D. David Schultz. I got Snook on here, but he's already been said. Chicky Star, Bob Sweetan, Taurus Bulba, Tug Taylor, TNT, Billy Travis, Vinny Valentino, Tommy Wright, Sweet Brown Sugar Skip Young, Mark Youngblood, and Tom Zink. Goodness Christ, we could have done a show just on those guys. I mean, that's that's Puerto Rico, Canada, Central States, Portland. 
you know, and and everybody else is just like freelancing basically at this point in time. So, Naylor, big list here. So, who is your pick from this list? Out of that gigantic list, I'm going to choose my main man. We are family. Iceman King Parsons. I love Iceman. Love Iceman. Great pick. He's working Texas All Star at this point in time. So, uh, love me some Iceman. Absolutely. I was about to get really pissed if he was still in world class and I missed him, so I'm glad that he's off. Yeah, he was in Texas All-Star working in San Antonio. Him and Tucker Conway Jr. were tag-teaming here. So they were the team before Tiger and Shaska Watley got together in, in the <laughs> UWF. So there you go. All right, well, on, in that case, I'm going to pick Terry Funk. Guy picking up my, my pick for the greatest wrestler ever. I can't have this list without him. So, Terry Funk is my selection from the others. All right, tag teams. Now, we'll be picking two tag teams here. Rob will go first, and he'll pick his two teams. Then I will pick my two teams, and then we'll <coughs> and then we'll uh, restart with the next round. All right, so the, the list of tag teams are the Midnight Express. Rest in peace, Bob, beautiful Bobby Eaton. Love that man. One of the greatest in-ring performers there ever was in this business. British Bulldogs, the Road Warriors, the Fantastics, the Rock and Roll Express, Playboy Bunny Rose and Pretty Boy Doug Summers, the Hart Foundation, the Sheep Herders, Butch and Luke, the Midnight Rockers, the Fabulous Ones, the Dream Team, Brutus and Greg the Hammer, the Batten Twins, the Killer Bees, the Bruise Brothers, Pork Chop, Cash, and Mad Dog. The Invaders. The Islanders. Haku and Tama. The Maoris, which would become the New Zealand uh, Manhunters, Man Eaters, or Headhunters. New Guinea Headhunters, excuse me, in the Continental. Sorry. A brain fart there. Memphis Vice, Jerry Bryant and Big Lou Winston. The Minnesota Wrecking Crew, Ole and Arn Anderson. The Mod Squad. The Moondogs, the Mulkies, the Nightmares, Danny Davis, Kim Wayne, Jerry and Ted Oates, the Rock and Roll RPMs, Jacques and Raymond Rougeau, John Tatum and Jack Victory, and the Wild Samoans, Afa and Sika. All right, Naylor, pick your two teams. Well, the Maoris are right there, but we're gonna go. We're gonna go with the Midnight Express and the Midnight Rockers. <laughs> the Battle of Midnight. Yeah, I like that. I like the match in 1986, which would have been better than any other one, in my opinion. And that's even counting the Bulldogs against the Midnights, which is another classic. But I like your symmetry there. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So you you went with the the Battle of the Midnights. All right. Um, hmm. It's a tough pick. Um, I'm going to go with the Fantastics and the Fabulous Ones. Holy shit. I I still got two on the table that I want. Okay, very good. All right. So, yeah. So, we'll go with that one. The Fantastics and the Fabs. All right. So, let's go back up. And we'll go back to the World Wrestling Federation. And now I will pick. So, we don't have to read off the list again. Um, I'm going to go with Jake the Snake Roberts. That's my pick off the WF list. All right, Rob? You have, you have stole my Barry Wyndham opponent twice now. <laughs> but it's okay, 
because I'm going to go with my man, someone you will not pick, Scott McGee. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Tom has his opponent. Yeah, Scott McGee is going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Scott McGee was very good. I went back and watched him and Herc and uh, him and Jake. He was excellent. Very Scott good McGee run there. Was, I mean, if watch him in Florida. You know, there's various runs he had in Florida where he was pushed as a Florida heavyweight champion. He had a really solid match with Flair on TV, beat him clean. And, um, yeah, Scott McGee was a hell of a talent. I mean, he's gotten a new name now from his appearance on Dark Side of the Ring. But, uh, yeah, what a what When I was a, a kid, Scott McGee and Quick Draw Rick McGraw were like my underdog, jacked up baby faces that never really won on WWF, but they always had good matches and gave him a good fight. So I always had a kinship to McGraw and McGee, and McGee also. Uh, you gotta figure he was buddies with Barry, and he probably helped train Hercules Hernandez while in Florida. So they they took that match to WWF the next year. It was awesome. Yeah, so interesting, interesting pick there. I'm li- I, I, yeah, I like your variety. Italy. I mean, I like your variety. You, you're doing. Yeah, that's the point of this. I I I, I tried to do it backwards and that I picked a card I would like to ideally put together from the names and then I wanted to see if you're going to spoil any of them. There's only been one so far so it's pretty good. Alright, Jim Crow Promotions. Alright, um... <laughs> it's kind of tough um, because you, you look at some of this sometimes you're like, alright, do you want to pick the guy who's going to bring the bring the fans or you want to pick the, the guy that's going to be the worker? Um, and I'm kind of torn here. Um, and I'm looking at him. I have mine set up right now by faces, heels, and tag teams. And right now I'm dead even in that. Yeah, that's another part of this, guys. It's kind of hard. You got to really factor in good guys and bad guys to make your shows. Because you really don't want to do, you can do baby face, baby face, but I don't want to for this exact year. Um, I'm going to pick, I'm picking Tully Blanchard. Fuck yes. Okay. <laughs> All right, Rob. I, 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 go ahead. I think I got. I know you're going to pick. Go ahead. Thinking gorgeous Jimmy Garvin. Oh, you didn't go with Dusty. Well, you never wild card pick. Okay. Not Dusty or Manny. Yeah. I know. I, I, when I put my card together. I'm like, you know what? I watched so much 1986 gorgeous Jimmy Garvin with Precious as a heel getting ready for the big Magnum feud in 86. He was red hot. I don't give a shit what he says in shoot interviews about Dusty not booking him well. He was over. He had a great act, and he is my primping heel uh, guy for my show, and he's going to have a good opponent too, so I'm excited to have him on my roster. Okay. All right. All right, AWA. Looking at that on the comeback here. Um, I'm going to pick Kurt Henning. I'm picking Kurt. Cool. He ain't cool Kurt yet, but I'm going to pick Kurt Henning as my second AWA pick. And I am going to pass. <laughs> All right, so you'll have two wild cards. Yes. All right. Universal Wrestling Federation. <coughs> All right. Looking at my list here. Fuck it. Hot stuff, Eddie Gilbert. <laughs> Damn it. Spoiler. All right. Oh, I got to regroup on that one. All right. So I'll cross him off my match that I had picked. And we're not going to let you take this one. Uh, Chavo Guerrero. <laughs> Okay. So, 
Uh, I got Chavo, and his opponent will be gorgeous Jimmy Garvin. It'll be a wonderful matchup. Well, we'll be we'll be, we'll be going running the car down after we do. I know, I know. But yeah. when I pick when I actually get matches, I like to just spit them out because okay. when I pick the talent, it's for specific reasoning. So we'll we'll get the full cards. But all right, all right, world class. I'm gonna pass. Me too. <laughs> all right, so you have three wild cards. I have one. Okay. Yes. Very good. Florida. Um. Hmm. I'm going to pass on this one. So that gives me two wild cards. All right. I'm going to go with Sean Royal of the New Breed. Okay. All right. Well, not yet New Breed. <laughs> but yes. Yeah. Sean Royal, who would be in the New Breed. All right. So two. They're just from 2001 on my show. <laughs> <laughs> so two wild cards for me, three wild cards for you. All right. Memphis. I will take the Nature Boy, Buddy Landell. All right, solid selection. Really, that's another one I could have put on my card. Because uh, it's cool because you have like these – every territory has like the same heel doing different things. Like Buddy Landell, Gorgeous Jimmy Garvin, Eddie Gilbert. I like that about that at the time. You had all these different guys doing the same kind of this is the Yeah, this is the last like great year to territories. Yeah. Of different territories doing stuff. Yeah, so I'm going to go with Paul Diamond. There you go. We'll go with Pat. Absolutely. That makes sense. Makes sense. You're foreseeing the future with that. I am. I'm going I'm to outdo Jerry Jarrett put these motherfuckers together. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to go with um, Continental Tommy Wildfire Rich. I can't help myself. <laughs> I got to go with Wildfire. There you go. All right, what you got? Uh, I'm passing. All right, so that's two for me, four for you. All right, others. Going in this big old list again. Um, fuck it. Captain Redneck Dick Murdoch. From Giant List? Yeah, and there's some really great talents on this list, too. Still left. Yeah, let me look at it real quick. One second. I, mean, I don't want to help you per se, but that's some really great talents on that list. You know, yeah, it's gonna first. Let me look here. Uh, uh, let me see. Let me see what we got going on. One second. Yeah, that's yeah, this thing by eighty six. <laughs> so crazy. All right, I know who I want. All right. I'm pulling. I did not plan on using this list again, but goddamn it, Steve DeSalvo is right there. He's <laughs> He's going to be on my show. <laughs> what did you think when I told you about him and Barbarian were the untouchables in Florida under mask? I uh, got to find the tape. Uh, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. They, well, uh, I, there is tape. Yeah. I Steve find, Sabo was cool. I have to find it for you. I liked him in the magazines when he was in Stampede as like top heel. And I thought the Minotaur was fucking incredible. He wrestled Keith Hart. And Keith Hart <laughs> makes everyone look like a million bucks, but... Everyone that says that Steve DeSalvo as the Minotaur in 1990-91 WCW sucks, prove it. Like, he had awesome squash matches. It was good. <laughs> I don't know what happened. He's just stuck around. Yeah. Plot would stink. Yeah, exactly, yeah. All right, tag teams. I will pick two tag teams, and then you'll come back and pick two tag teams. All right, um, I'm going to pick... I'm going to pick the Minnesota Wrecking Crew and the Road Warriors. God damn it. 
All right, Road Warriors versus Bulldogs is no longer happening at Naylor Mania. Let me see here. Uh, we got to find the tag teams. One second. All right, at least I got my Midnight Midnight. Uh, let me see. Who would be a good opponent? Uh, I'm picking the British Bulldogs for the first team. And, ooh, you know what? I'm going with Playboy Buddy Rose and Doug Summers. That'd be awesome. I thought about that. I thought about that. Yeah, that that'd be a hell of a match. Yeah, and Buddy Rose and Dynamite have that Portland thing. They know each other. That's going to be a good one. All right, so I got to... I love doing this. It feels like me and you can just do this without a show. Yeah. This is what me and Will would do, too. It's like nerding out. But yeah, that, that, all right, cool. So I got my tag team. All right, so I have two wild cards, and you have five? <laughs> all right, let, 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 let's run it down. Okay, so I have eight faces... I got eight heels and four tag teams. So that's 20, and then I have two wild cards, 22. Yep. So so how many you got? I have... I'll just tell you who I picked. All I right. picked Gordy is one, Steamboat two, All right. Bulldogs three, four, Buddy and Doug four. Or, no, well, tag teams but, count as one. Okay, so we got Buddy Rose, Doug Summers, Bulldogs, Midnight's Midnight's. So there's the tag teams. Then we got Gordy, we got Steamboat, we got Barbarian, Jerry Blackwell, uh, Chavo, Jimmy Garvin, Iceman Parsons, Steve DeSalvo, Pat and Paul, like they're fucking saints. Uh, but no, they're not. Pat Tanaka <laughs> and Paul Diamond, uh, Dr. Tom, and Scott McGee. All right, so... You have four. Okay. So two and four. All right. So since you have four, um, you you will pick t- twice in a row. So you have two picks here. Okay. To fill out the rest of my card, we're going with Chris Champion to team up with Paul Diamond or with uh, Sean Royal. Okay. And hmm, with Cowboy Bob Orton. Okay. All right, so that's your first two. Okay. All right. Um, uh, let's see. I will go with Ronnie Garvin. That's my first wild card pick. All right, so it's up to you. Who's your next wild card pick? How many more do I have left? Two. Okay, good. We're going to go with, I have to, the Raging Bull Manny Fernandez. <laughs> All right, all right. In '86, he was unstoppable, and this is just before he turned bad, so he's gonna need a bad guy opponent. Yeah. All right, so I I got one pick left, and I'm looking at some of these guys. And I'm like, man, there's some really good, great, great guys here. Um. Hmm. Man. Um. <laughs> it's tough. Um, I did notice a pattern here, which I will talk about as I uh, do the show <laughs> of something All I right. just found, which is interesting. Um, and it wasn't really intended to be that way, but it ended up being that way as far as picking. Um, <coughs> I'm going to pick Nick Botwinkle. There you go. All right. So there's my list. You have the last pick. Now, Chris, I intended to have a nine-match card, 
yeah. due to me not really understanding the rules sometimes, I had two extra picks, so I added a singles contest to my show. And it's my final two choices, of course, Manny Fernandez, which people would expect. And, of course, he's going to take on, say it with me, Ad Dab Baba Dabba Dadadian. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's going down, guys. I am booking Abba Dabba Dadadian to take on the Raging Bull Manny Fernandez. <laughs> Truly, Nailer Mania. I love it. <laughs> All right. So we have completed the draft here of the talent. Now it's time to lay our cards out. All on right. What's that? On the table. On the table. All right. So, all right. So, I think what we'll do here is um, we'll go with our we'll go match match by match. Okay. Okay. We'll so, do one at a time. One at a time. So I'll, you lead off. What would be? And your... let's go from the bottom of the card up. If it's okay with you. So you want to start right. with the opener? Or you want to start with the main event? I want to start with the opener. Yeah, sure. That's what I want to do. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Okay, so my opener is not Abedabedadian and Manny Fernandez. I'm opening it up with Scott McGee and Dr. Tom. A good, solid 10-minute uh, match. Get the people up. Tom will just take some drop kicks, make everyone happy, and I'm going to have uh, Scott McGee beat him with a roll-up so everyone's pleased. That's the old FCW house show rule. I'm sure they don't do this now at NXT, but on every single house show, if you went to one of – FCW from 2011 to 13, the good guy always won the opening match. <laughs> well, I think it's kind of supposed to, really, you know? And nobody seemingly caught on, but I swear to you, because it was almost a joke at one point where I'm like, are we seriously going to do the good guy winning the opening match every single time? I think it was a Kern and Eddie Graham-ism, but it was it was funny. So the good guy will win on my show. There you go. All right. My opener, you know, I looked at my list of talent and I figured I need to go with an opener that's going to be southern as shit. So we're going to go with Brad Armstrong against Nature Boy Buddy Landell. That's my opening match. Get get, get the cross of good, you know, high speed action, some entertainment from Bud Road. Let him go about a good 10 minutes or so. Get the crowd going. That's where I'm going. Brad and Bud Road. Is my opening match. That's um, super solid. We got both yeah. best friends, Tom and Brad, in our openers. That's right. Uh, my second match is Abu Dhabi Dabian against Manny Fernandez, <laughs> just because it's a special attraction match. <laughs> <laughs> and for people who don't know who Abu Dhabian Abu Dabian is, that's King Curtis's yeah. son. Um, Oh, wait, it's Rocky Iakia? Yep, Rocky Iakia, yeah. Wow, see, why didn't he just call himself Rocky Iakia? I remember that name. Well, he did. I mean, that's the only place he worked as Abu Dhabi and it was uh, Portland. <laughs> he I at, love he, that my stupidity has now reached over to everyone on the internet and yourself. Oh, well, he worked in Puerto Rico, is that too? That's right. Was he right. also a Buddha Dean there? See, yes. I said it right. But when he was in <laughs> Japan, he worked as uh, Prince Iakia. I literally have it spelled on my paper A D A B A B. A T A D I E N. A dab, ba 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 dad, da da There it is. <laughs> Good times. He could, he, and, and he could talk, man. He's a New Japan Dojo guy. Him and Pen and Patanaka were there together in the New Japan Dojo. They were there at the same time as the Musketeers were there. Well, Should- I used to think he was Rocky. Uh, I used to think he was Prince Ikea. He's not. Well, he worked as Prince Ikea. He was the original guy that worked in that. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. You confused. When 
when Rocky Maivia, I don't know what happened to him. When Rocky Maivia came out, I thought the only reason they brought in Prince Ayakea was so they could call him Rocky Ayakea and have uh, <laughs> confusion in the marketplace. But that was not correct. No, he did have the worst Rey Mysterio pay per view match I've ever seen. So that's an unfortunate uh, distinction. Yeah, he was not as good as his push at one time was. Absolutely. All right, your second match. Oh, I just said it. Abadu Badabian and Doctor. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. right. We went on a tangent there. I forgot Doctor Tom and Scott McGee was your opener. All right. Oh yeah. All right. So that is your second match. My second match. uh, Looking at my list here, I'm going to go with. Ronnie Garvin against Nick Botwinkle. Ooh, hell of a match. Yeah. It's, to- it's a totally different style from the first match. You know, you get, to, you know, the guy, Ronnie Garvin, bring in the, bring in the stiffness, Bach, bring in the total package in there, and uh, totally different than Brad and Buddy. So, yeah, I wanted to give that little mix there. So, that's my second match. Ronnie Garvin and Nick Botwinkle. Very good. My third match is a tag team. I got three tag team matches due to my sneaky way of picking talent. Uh, I picked an incredible underneath tag team match of two tag teams that you wouldn't believe. It's going to be the new breed against bad company as Sean Royal and Chris Champion take on Patrick Tanaka and Paul Diamond. Royal and Champion, Chris, uh, I've watched. I uh, got a hold through some cool means. A bunch of the original 1987 Worldwide Wrestling TVs, 52 episodes, mm-hmm. and I haven't seen Worldwide Wrestling from 1987 since it actually happened, since the family didn't get a VCR until 1988, and I just never ran around on YouTube looking for stuff. So watched it all sequentially, and it was so fucking awesome. It's such a good time. It's 86 had better feuds. It wasn't as scattered, but 87 is so much fun. There's so much going on. You got the big stuff like the the first war games, but then you got wacky underneath stuff like Bugsy McGraw and Jimmy Valiant and the Mighty Wilbur and the New Breed and Lasertron, and it's just so out of control. And the New Breed were all over worldwide. Like they were heavily. I, I did. I thought they were 86 team. They were an 87 team. So it's like. I'm watching them in 87, and you think about it, Chris. They only had about a year and a half to two years under the belt. So it's hit and miss. Oh, Sean Royal even less. Sean Royal, I mean, he was still a rookie. Yeah, but the creativity from those guys and the funny promos and just the look, the get-up, the hair, the music, fucking so fun. I I really wish – that they stuck around longer, didn't have that car wreck, and basically could have worked with Telling Arn, worked with the Midnights, improved through working with better people, which they kind of really didn't get to do too much. But in this match here, we've got Sean and uh, and Chris Champion against Pat Tanaka and Paul Diamond, two uh, people who were not as established hands as they would be in 87, 88, 89, and 90, but still really fucking good. So uh, they're going to be my heels, and we're going to have the new breed as my, my good guys. So... It'll be a fun, fun affair. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, to, it's a battle of, of four guys who are going to be teamed up, you know, in the next year or so. And it's like a precursor to what would become what would become of them. So, yeah, I like that. I like that little that match. <laughs> All right. So now I will have a tag team match go now. And I will put 
the Fantastics against the Fabulous Ones up next. And the fanta- and the fabulous ones are working as the heels, which this is a natural feud to me, natural match because the Fantastics, you know, with the, the the bow ties and the jackets and all that stuff, totally a fabulous ones tribute act. Fabulous ones are the heels here; they're pissed off. They're wearing their fucking uh, leopard gear and shit, you know. They're working in their UWF heel stuff, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna put these guys out there and go fifteen to twenty. And uh, let them cut loose, man. I think it'd be a hell of a fucking match in 1986 to have these two teams against each other, you know, just rocking the house. So, uh, Fantastic and the Faz, match number three on my list. Yeah, Crockett Cup. That's right. Yeah. Uh, my next match was not intended to be on my show, <laughs> but you took Eddie Gilbert away from me, so Iceman King Parsons. Opponent will now be Steve DeSalvo. <laughs> it's the lone match on my show that might drop like a rock, but Iceman had good fire. Steve DeSalvo is a big bad guy, and I just think they it would be fun to see uh, Steve DeSalvo against Iceman. Iceman over with uh, Butt Butt, <laughs> which is his finisher, guys. Well, it is. Ass-based yes. offense, baby. Absolutely. Yeah, he would do Butt Butts to Ice and knock it down. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I, that's the kind of shit I wish I came up with. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, Iceman, yeah, we're going to go down the loading dock. We're going to get these big blocks of ice. You're going to do a butt-butt to it and knock it down and dance. It's going to be fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. All right, so that is that. All right, my next match. Uh, let's see here. Um, I'm going to go with Kurt Henning against Lex Luger. Ooh, an '86. Yeah, I mean, Kurt Henning is is <laughs> he's a babyface in AWA. He's really starting to to gain traction, becoming a guy who can be a main event babyface or heel once he would become. You know, he's getting ready to challenge Bach. He's already had world title matches, so you have him on the rise. And then Lugs, who is the Southern Champion in Florida, is babyface at this point in time in Florida, but it's Lex Luger. He's a heel, natural heel. And uh, I think that'd be a, a very, very interesting match to run with. So Honestly, it's more interesting there than it ever was. I mean, I remember when Lex and, and Kurt first hooked up in 93 at Mania. I just thought, what a cool match. It's going to be a dream match. And it just it's, it was flat. And then uh, none of their matches really were that good. And then ultimately, they brought Kurt back and he screwed Lex with Yokozuna. And I thought, oh, we'll have another chance. And then like Kurt just never showed up. And never wrestled until he left. And then I'm sure in WCW later they had a match or they were against each other. Mm-hmm. I'm sure nothing stands out, so I'm sure nothing too good happened. But in 86, you got the Daisy Fresh Luger being led by uh, Henning. So it'd be a nice learning experience for Lex. That's a good match. <laughs> yeah, that's what I I think so too. So that's what I'm going to go with. All right. Oh, my next match is tag team match. All right. It originally was a different match, but I'm swapping my tags because he stole one away. <laughs> so basically what we're going to do is we're going to have the British Bulldogs take on Buddy Rose and Doug Summers, and it's going to be fucking incredible. That, that would have been a hell of a match in 86. Hell of a fucking match. Yeah, those guys are just going to bounce all around. It's going to be like Valentine and Beefcake, but with like way better talent. 
than <laughs> Valentine Beefcake. So it's cool. Yeah, that awesome match there. All right. Um, looking at my list here. Um, let's see. I'm trying to figure out how I want to lay this one out. All right. Um, next up, we're going to go with Terry Funk against Macho Man Randy Savage. Ooh, eighty six. Yeah, Terry Funk, who at this point in time has left WWF. Um, he work, he's working all Japan, working Puerto Rico, and then of course Mach is the Intercontinental Champion. Funk's gonna be my baby, baby face here, but it's Terry Funk. So he's basically Terry Funk against the heel Randy Savage, and uh, just imagine like Funk bumping and shit for Savage, and making Savage look good. God of mine, that'd been an awesome match in eighty six, I think. So uh, yeah, absolutely, and it's kind of heel heel too. So they just be wild and beat the shit out of each other. Yeah, but you know Terry's gonna be like I said, the baby, and and by you know default in this match, so he'll be selling and bumping and doing all that all, all his shit there too. So yeah, I, I think that'd be a hell of a fucking match. So that's what I'm gonna go with. My next match is the Battle of the Brawn. As the Barbarian is taking on Jerry Blackwell. Awesome. Awesome. Kong of the Barbarian saw Nord the Barbarian beating him up. And he's like, I want some too. And <laughs> the match is going to end when the Barbarian body slams Jerry Blackwell and hits him with the top of head headbutt. <laughs> I even got the goddamn finish laid out. <laughs> yeah, that is a match. Absolutely. Remember back in the day when like a bigger wrestler got body slammed? It was like the most exciting fucking thing. Like, Oh, I know. God, I used to just... Oh, if you... If you had, Invented YouTube in 1987, and just put up a clip of like like Gang and Bundy and Andre and Abdullah and everybody getting body slammed or suplexed. I'd have lost my shit. I love that. I remember there was a picture in a magazine of Manny Fernandez mid suplex on Abdullah, and I was like, oh my god, it's so cool. <laughs> love that stuff. That's all you need. I remember I even like Bundy getting power slammed by Hogan at WrestleMania too. I thought that was like the coolest spot in the history of wrestling for a month or two. Oh, Very yeah. cool. All right. So, yeah, Blackwell's going up. <laughs> there you go. All right, my next match. All right, so we're going to go next with Gentleman Chris Adams against Tully Blanchard in the battle for uh, Gino Hernandez's partners. Ooh. Yeah. Well done. That, the, the dynamic duo collides here, and uh, this is going to be my Gino tribute match. Like, before the match, we're going to do a tribute to Gino. And, uh, you know, even though it's Gino Hernandez, but it's going to attribute to Gino and then Chris and, and, and Tully can go out there and just go to it, man, and have an awesome match. So, uh, if Rob O'Connor was booking, Tully would take the urn and throw the ashes <laughs> in Chris Adams' eyes and blind him again. <laughs> Dude, O'Connor tweeted something the other day that was so bad, I just shut Twitter off the rest of the day. <laughs> New new father Robert O'Connor. What a oh, beautiful yeah. baby. I, I showed dimples for half a second, then was completely disappointed about myself and logged off. I was like, oh my god, no. God bless him. Oh O'Connor. He is <laughs> I have a to legend. invoke his name every episode somehow. So there you go. He is a legend, absolutely. All right, what's your next match? All right, we've got three left on my show. Uh my next one was supposed to be Randy Savage against Barry Wyndham. But you spoiled it by taking Savage. <laughs> then I was like, oh, I'll slot Jake in there. And then you took Jake. <laughs> so it is now going to be Cowboy Bob Orton in 86 against Barry Windham. Okay, that'd be a hell of a match. 
Yeah, Bob still had it. He was really good. He real. He'd take that really good looking offense. Like Bob Orton and Ricky Steamboat in '86 at the Cap Center was so good. And when I think of great baby faces, I think of uh, Barry Windham and Ricky Steamboat. So I figured we could kind of do the same thing here. Awesome, awesome. All right. Uh, next match for me is. Let's see here. Um, I uh, I'll go with this one. All right, Captain Redneck Dick Murdoch against Jake the Snake Roberts, which Ooh. you know they were both in Mid South. And the same time, like in 85 and shit, they never wrestled each other as far as I know in that run. So that's a match that's, you know, probably, you know, didn't have, maybe happened earlier in, in, in Jake's career. But yeah, I think that'd be an awesome, awesome matchup to do at this point in time. Captain Redneck has the baby here. And, uh, yeah, I think that'd be a tremendous match. So Captain Redneck. Good, punches, good punches will be thrown. Oh, God, yes, absolutely. On either side. Yes. All right, what you got next? All right, my next one, we got Bobby Eaton and Dennis Condry against Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty. It could main event. I can't believe I'm not main eventing with this, but it's not time yet for tag teams to main event in 86. But Don't turn out the Rock and Roll Express. <laughs> oh, yeah. None of us pick, by the way. <laughs> or the Road Warriors. Yeah, right? Uh, yeah, that uh, this match here, as much of a dream match as he could ever want. I think this would be so fucking good. So that, that's my pick. Oh, yeah. I would have loved to see that. <coughs> Absolutely. All right. My next match. Uh, let's go tag teams. Let's go with the Road Warriors against the Minnesota Wrecking Crew. Ole and Arn Anderson. So we're going to go with that one next. I mean, they worked against each other at Crockett, but it wasn't that much. You know, they, they never were in a quote-unquote, real feud against each other. I mean, they teamed up with other people, and, you know, this and other, but the Andersons were mainly, you know, when they were together as a team, it was mainly against the Rock and Rolls or Dusty and Magnum, the roadies feud with Arn and Tolly. And, of course, they, like I said, they worked together in, in multi-man matches and shit like that, but they didn't have their own program here. So we're going to go with that as the program here, Road Warriors against the Minnesota Wrecking Crew. We could just hope the pre-match promo doesn't have the Andersons calling them the Road Glorious. All right. <laughs> and only, I mean, these are all these guys. So, I mean, you got that history, too. Yeah, I like that aspect of it, too. That's good. So we're, we're ready to my main event. Uh, I think everyone could probably figure it out now. Uh, the main event of my show in 1986 is the champion, Terry Bam Gordy, my world champion. I don't know how he won the belt, but he just has it. And he's going to take on... Ricky the Dragon Steamboat in 1986. And I don't think these two ever had a singles match, but they're going to have one now. Man, could you just imagine that? What a fucking... Yeah, just like like Ricky, like Gordy going for an atomic drop, Ricky going behind him, big chop, big chop, Gordy up and down, you know, arm drag. It would just be excellent. Just perfect tailor-made opponents for one another. That's the, the fun of wrestling where, like, you could have a list of legitimately 250 wrestlers like we had, probably more. And it's like so many of these people just never cross paths. And like you just do so much. The only time they were in the same territory together at the same time was 1989 NWA and 92 WCW. 
So they did work against each other in 92 WCW because that was the tag team stuff. But it was, I don't think they ever had a singles match against each other. But. Yeah, and I think it was booked for like 25 fucking minutes because Bill Watts and Nikita and Doc were in it. It, was, it just wasn't the same. Like Gordy by 92 was – like I like bigger, chunky, bumping, my knees aren't that bad yet, Gordy. And I like <laughs> ripped to shreds uh, very, very – like – Steamboat always had unbelievable coordination, but oh my god, his stuff in '85 and '86 was just so spot on. So that, that's that's my main. All right, well, you're done. You picked your matches, so I, I, <laughs> I, I am. St- done. I, I still have three matches left. <laughs> Holy shit! See, that's why I must have done the three tag teams. You done that? You, you, well, you you put four. You put singles guys in tag matches. That uh, you, yeah. So you had that. All right. So all right. So here we go. All right. So. We're gonna go next with, uh, no, you know, we we haven't none of us has done this yet, and it was a fair game, but we can do it. Stip match. No, oh yeah. No DQ. Falls count anywhere match. Tommy Wildfire Rich against Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert. You got the history there, you know, from Memphis the the new Fabs the breakup of the team. And, uh, you know, you can... And you got juice. Yeah, you can use that. You can, you know, put put them out there and use that. Uh, uh, you know, if I had access to video, which, I, you know, 86, it shouldn't be that hard. Show clips of that. Build that up. You know, where we're going to be at, you know, which we'll announce that where our venues are in just a minute. And just has have that extra, extra stuff added to it. And, uh, yeah, so no DQ, false County anywhere, Tommy Wildfire Rich against Hot Stuff, Eddie Gilbert. All right. Next match. These two guys worked against each other uh, in Memphis in 1983, and I'm bringing it back here. Jerry the King Lawler against Stan the Laird Hansen. That's my semi-main event. Of course, Stan... Stan's going to come to the ring as the real AWA World Heavyweight Champion with the AWA World Heavyweight Championship belt. And I'm going to have Lawler go over him. And then Lawler is now the uh, like the uncrowned AWA Champion. They play off the whole thing with Lawler and all his world title issues. So he beat the guy who's the real AWA Champion. You know, and build that up. So... If I if I decide to come back with another big show, I would put Lawler up against whoever the AWA champion was, and the and the, the the match to determine who the real AWA champion is. You know, I think that I think that'd be great to do something like that. So that's that. And then my main event inside a fifteen foot high steel cage, Ted Debusey against Nature Boy Ric Flair. Man, and in the cage. Well, you know, we got the, the big mid-south angle, you know, the blood angle, the Dick Murdoch, you know, outside interference, even though Murdoch's a babyface on my show, but you got the outside interference that cost Ted the chance to beat Flair. Well, there won't be any outside interference in this match. It's inside the steel cage. So Flair's going to put his world title up on the line against Ted DiBiase or Ted DiBiase or Ted DiBiase and, uh... That's our main event. We're going to take it home from the Omni in Atlanta, Georgia. That is where um, Zoner Mania 86 is taking place. (laughs) 
man, if we could have it on a closed circuit like Greensboro and Atlanta. Well, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, we, we're, we're, we're doing a star night <laughs> as closed circuit in each city. So where is your venue at? You're Atlanta, so I'm going to be Greensboro. Oh, so you're going to run Greensboro. Okay. Yeah, we have to. Starcade. <laughs> it's not Starcade, but you know what I mean. Well, I was thinking you might want to pick the Spectrum or something like that. So, you know, it'd be a Philly and you know stuff like if that. If I had to – let me think about this. I'll commit this a little bit more. I know exactly where I'm going to have my show. Okay. I'm going to have my show in Spartanburg. Because <laughs> <laughs> the crowd will be white hot and everyone will be going fucking nuts. Or maybe the fucking showboat. What, what, you know, the what, showboat in Las Vegas or Spartanburg. Charlotte. I mean, whenever they would take TV in Charlotte, Charlotte was a hot fucking crowd. You can run in Charlotte or Greensboro. You know, all, yeah. those, cro- all those Crockett buildings, because they tape TV there. I mean, nothing great. Yeah, anything anything with good acoustics. I said the showboat, but no. We'll, we'll and, go you got steamboat, and you got Steamboat in your main event. I mean, so you got... Yeah, we're, we're set. We're set with that shit. Holy shit. So, yeah, that, that there it is. And then you got you got your big show. Uh, I just, I'm so impressed that we got two really awesome-looking shows. And we didn't even use, like, Andre or Hulk. No, or Dusty. It, yeah. To me, when I, when I went through it, my goal was to just pick a show that I'd like to see in the ring. Yeah. And not uh, overstay my welcome with a lot of it. So... Well, here's another oh, thing, yeah. too. You know, if we're doing this, like, if we're putting ourselves in a real-world mentality... At this point in time, we're picking these guys from these promotions. Those other promotions have got to run shows, too, that day. So we can't take all the top talent, you know. So they'll, they'll have their top name. They'll have top names. You know, Matt, nobody picked Magnum, Nikita. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of uh, talent out there that, that not available. That's, that's how great wrestling was in 86. There's still so many different guys who could you know, being main event guys in, in their territories. Last, the last great year in the territories, 1986. Because 87, the game changes. Forever. So, uh, alright, so, for people who may, uh, may have forgot, run down, we'll run down the cards all together. So I'll go first. Alright, opener, Brad Armstrong gets Buddy Landell. I'm, uh, Brad's going over, rushing next sweep. We can get the finishes too, whatever. All right. And around 10 minutes or so, a little over 10. All right. Ronnie Garvin hit Botwinkle. I'm going to have uh, Botwinkle being Ronnie. Uh, he's going to uh, use some brass knuckles to knock him out. And then put him in the figure four. And then Ronnie's passed out and the ref counts three. So that'd be around 15 minutes. All right. Next, the Fantastics and the Fabulous Ones. Wild, crazy match. You know, both teams just going balls out. I'm going to have uh, the Fantastics go over um, by disqualification. Um, we have, we'll have a DQ finish here, so we'll come back with a step match on another show. So, you got to think about that, too. So, we'll have a, we'll have a, we'll have a DQ here, step match next show, and uh, go from there. Kurt Henning and Lex Luger. Uh, I'm going to put Luger over Kurt. Um, cheap finish. Luger is going to get a schoolboy, use the tights to win on that one. That'll go around the 10 minutes. Uh, Terry Funk and Macho Man. Um, Terry's Terry. He'll do business. So Mach with the el- diving elbow off the top rope to win. Go about. 12 minutes or so, maybe close to 15. Um, 
hell of a match. All right, Chris Adams and Tully Blanchard, like I said, it's a tribute to Gino. So uh, we're going to go to a 20-minute draw in that match. There will be no winner. And then both men embrace after the match, and we go from there. All right, Dick Murdoch against Jake the Snake Roberts. Um, Jake's going to DDT Murdoch on a chair to get the win. Um, probably about 10 to 12 minutes there. Road Wars Minnesota Wrecking Crew. Uh, Doomsday Device. <laughs> I was about to say, there's only one finish there. <laughs> Doomsday Device on Arn. Although Arn's not doing the backflip. He's just going to go straight on his back. And then uh, Road Warriors win the match. But um, after the match, Tully's going to come out and help the Andersons beat the Road Warriors down and leave them laying. That way we'll build up to a match coming back where it's Tully and the crew against Road Warriors and Dusty. All right, no DQ falls count anywhere match. Tommy Rich and Eddie Gilbert. Wildfire gets the win. Pins Eddie. Uh, we'll, we'll have him pin him in the... Uh, Shit, on a concession stand or whatever. And uh, wild, crazy match, double juice, cr- just wild shit. So we'll have that. All right, Jerry Lawler and Stan Hansen. Like I said, we're going to do that AWA title situation. So Lawler's going to beat Hansen, but he's going to, um, it's going to be tricky because uh, I'm going to have Nick Botwinkle come down in this and. He's going to cost Hanson the match by mistake. And then, because Hanson's going to get distracted by Botwinkle being out at ringside with the AWA title belt, his version of it. And Hanson's going to have the, the, uh, you know, the AWA belt that everybody loves with him. And then uh, Lawler's going to take advantage of that and uh, get the win on Hanson. And then Steel Cage, Flair, and Ted DiBiase. Double juice match. Both men just grinding it, taking it to the limit. But Flair's going to get the win. Um, Flair's going to, I'm going to say, go get a small package, win the match, and uh, walk out the cage as the champion. So that is my card. Man, what a, a, a virtual plethora of different things <laughs> happening there. <laughs> All right, so what what is, what is yours? What you what you going? I got McGee over Doc. Ten minutes. Schoolboy. <laughs> then Manny Fernandez is beating the A word with uh, about ten flying burritos. Well, you know what the McGee finish would be. I'm not trying to tell you, <laughs> but like the O'Connor roll or something like that. Yeah, like I think Doc goes to give him an atomic drop near the buckle, and then. McGee shoves him in the buckle, and then O'Connor rolls him back. Yeah, that'd be tremendous. Gets, everyone hops up happy. Then Manny Fernandez ends Abedian's career. Uh, <laughs> gives him a big knee drop off the top. He vomits blood after the match. <laughs> then uh, <laughs> bad company over New Breed with the Savat kick German bridge. Uh, Iceman over Steve DeSalvo with the butt butt. Matches all go about 10. I'm pretty liberal with match times. Uh, Chavo, uh, no, Jimmy Garvin beats Chavo with the Brain Buster. Some, uh, chicanery with him getting sprayed in the face by Precious's, uh, air freshener mm-hmm. before he takes a Brain Buster. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bulldogs over Buddy and Doug. 
with uh, let's see, Buddy's taking a superplex off the top from uh, Dynamite. <laughs> uh, Bar body slams Blackwell and hits him with a big headbutt. <clears throat> Cowboy, Bo- Cowboy Bob Orton goes to superplex Barry Wynn. Barry falls on him. Barry then gives Bob Orton a superplex. <laughs> <laughs> because damn it, it's gonna be his move in the future. So, fuck it. <laughs> and then uh, Midnight Rockers lose when Bobby Eaton pins Shawn Michaels with a swinging neck break. Oh, so you're having Shawn take the fall, not Marty. Okay, Shawn is taking the fall for Bobby. Yes, and we're gonna have Cornette hits uh, again. We got the O'Connor roll type thing where Shawn has Bobby rolled up. Bobby kicks him out toward the ropes. Cornette hits. Uh, Sean with the racket, and then uh, he hits him with the swinging neck breaker. One, two, three, and then in our main event, Gordy retains the uh, the, the world title with a pile driver on Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, and Steamboat will have to fight another day. And we'll say Steamboat goes for the high cross body, Gordy moves, a la Samoa Joe, and then nails him with a lariat, hits him with the pile driver. One, two, three, clean. We'll put my champ over clean like Bill Watts would. Oh, so you're gonna have two. So that's interesting that we're both gonna have two heel uh, w- wins at the end. But our yeah, champ- we gotta establish our heel champs. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. But what's your? Uh, before we close this out, what is your? Talk to Good Helmet today, and he does not like a heel world champion. He thinks it's just absolutely the worst thing for business. I love a heel world champion with everybody chasing. Uh, I know some people just like the Superman baby face with the belt that wins all the time. I think that's great too, but I prefer the heel champion. And especially one like maybe Gordy where he's tough enough that he could win on his own without help all the time. <laughs> a, a heel champion. <coughs> I mean, that's what wrestling was built on was heel world champions. Yeah. I mean, because the heel world champion goes from territory to territory against the top face contenders. That's the that's the money, you know. I mean, yeah. Like he thinks we got an argument. He thinks that Flair should have turned good against the Horsemen sometimes in '87 or '86. Well, I mean, I, and I, I don't I, agree. I think you needed Flair and those guys to have their long run and feed him the Superman. Because in the '80s, you wanted Superman and, and Royd guys, so feed him Sting, Doc, Nikita. You know, Luger, and, and get the matches in. Just do better finishes. You know, I think it still would have been okay. I, I here's the thing. I, I agree with with with, uh, with uh, Good Helmet on that. Will, um, but there's, I think the Horsemen splitting up would have definitely been a right thing to do for business to freshen it up. Um, and basically, how I would have split it up is I would have had Tully and Lex as the heels and Rick and Arn as the babies, you know, that cause Tully Blanchard enterprises, you know, it, have t- the Tully Blanchard enterprises thing be a part of the angle where Tully and Lex and JJ uh, are doing their own thing. And it's all about the good of Tully Blanchard enterprises over the horsemen. And that way, what, what happens is you do that and then you could get Oli back in the mix you know, as Rick and Arn, like, you know, reunite with Oli. Could you just imagine how that shit would have fucking went as baby faces and like a Oli, Rick and Arn, like reunion, all, you know, hugging up and family and this, that, and the other. And then Tully and Lex, by that point in time, they get a new member, whoever that would be, um, to be part of Tully Bunch Enterprises. Where, I mean, that could be, 
It could be Barry. It could be anybody, you know, um, but put, put plug in there and do that shit. I've been fucking red hot. I think at an angle like that for business, you know? So, I mean, it's better. I mean, I had some people that, I mean, that had the idea I've seen where they, where you have a horseman split and then you have dusty, you know, turning heel and being with like whoever some of the horse members were. I've been, that wouldn't have worked at all. I mean, who's going to want to see that? So, yeah, I, th- yeah, I, I, think, I think there's I a lot of ways. You could turn Barry too, or, uh, you know, when Barry's the horseman, turn him good. There, there's so much you can do, but I'm still happy they did it how they did it. We finally got Flair good in 89, and by that point, we wanted them good really bad. I mean, it is kind of sad that we never got Flair and the horseman explodes with the original guys, but. I don't think it was going to sustain that. You just needed your, I just watched that Crockett documentary and it's just like, you needed your heels to be there for the babies to eat up. So, yeah. <clears throat> so, all right. Anything else? Uh, no, we, we kind of did the usual show minus 25 minutes and we, uh, we got all our cards in. And I, I like this concept once a year, maybe twice a year. Yeah. I like the idea of uh, maybe we'll do 87, 88 well, next time. I, I'm thinking, I think what we brought, we probably the best one to do is like go a little bit further ahead. That way we won't have the same type of discussions. Very good. Yes. Yeah, so someone thinks on the show. Yes. So maybe in the nineties, we'll do a 90 show. Yeah. Like an early nineties show. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Early nineties. We'll, we'll get that one done. But yeah, man, this has been awesome. Yeah, doing audio with you recently here, Chris. Yes, yes, and uh, a happy birthday to you, my friend. That's yeah, likewise, pretty cool thing, Leo's. That's right, same day and everything. So, yeah, we thank all you. Hope you guys enjoyed this show, and uh, yeah, we'll have another cover to cover coming up uh, in the next two or three weeks or so. It'll be my turn to pick a magazine, so we'll see what that leads to. All right, well, for Rob, Mrs. Chris, saying so long from the Peach State of Georgia. Kick it!